0: history. I'm your host, Scott, and tonight I am not here with my wife and historian Jen. Jen is out of town, and so I thought for our 50th episode, we could look back on some of our favorite episodes. Tonight, we're going to look back on some fun stories from guests we've interviewed in the past. We'll start with Lisa from Historical USA talking about some very exciting and interesting family history that caught us off guard. After that, we'll look back on some World War II conversations we had with Sarah, the History Chick, 1941. And last but certainly not least, we'll look back on some Civil War family history ties from J.D. of the History Underground. I hope you enjoy.
1: Okay, so you mentioned earlier, my, my, one of my biggest hobbies is genealogy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I love genealogy. I know a lot about my family history, and one of the things that I love to tell people is that my great great grandmother saw the shootout at the OK Corral
0: What how and awesome Yes and is she that? was
1: like 12 or 13 her father <laughs> worked for the Silver Mine so okay. Tombstone is a big mining town and that, mm-hmm. it's like it's a boom town and so there was a Silver Mine there and he was a silver miner working for the Silver Mine and I mean you go to I think Tombstone's an awesome town mm-hmm. it is yeah so fun it is they have kept that western theme going up
0: yeah we still need to go
2: uh, yeah we're gonna do a walk with history from there yeah yeah
1: yeah go to the bird cage go to the courthouse mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. i've been there it it is it is a desert desert town mm-hmm. but my grandmother he, you know she was she was there in tombstone when the when the okay crawl when that oh shootout happened and the shootout is quite funny because you know there is quite a buildup to it. I mean, there mm-hmm. is definitely hostilities happening in the town mm-hmm. between the, the two groups between the yep. brothers and the, the earth and doc holiday. Mm-hmm. But the shootout lasts for like less than 30 seconds. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, interesting! And
1: it's kind of, it, and it, it wasn't like out in the street. It was kind of like a ways off in an alley mm-hmm. and you can go and watch the, the recreation of it or the reenactment uh, okay. of it. And it's like, boom. Oh, wow. Wow. That, that, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, but it's the but it's the history of the lead up. It's the The lead up. It took a while of Mm the building up. Yes, of this
2: hostility. um,
1: Yeah, Yeah. to wider. And then the courthouse is really interesting, too. There is a lot of history behind there. You can go there and find a lot of like ghost tours. You could take a lot of ghost tours there. Like the birdcage is haunted is supposedly. And yeah, and all throughout Arizona, you're going to find these like cowboy towns. Yeah. They've kind of kept up a little bit. So yeah. so
2: your grandma was in Tombstone. How long did she live in Tombstone then? How long was she there? And so your great grandma. They were great in grandma?
1: Tombstone. She got married very young. She actually married at fourteen. Which was and probably so it was typical of the time. Yeah, she wasn't there for very long. Had a couple kids. But she moves to Yuma Arizona. Okay. Okay. Or or kinda outside, near the, the mm-hmm. Walton area, a little outside Yuma, Arizona. And that's where my dad's family lived for a very long time. My grandparents okay. were there, so we would go to Yuma and there's oh and you can go to like have you ever seen the movie Three Ten to Yuma? I love
2: yeah, that movie really so much. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I love it. well you can go that,
1: to <laughs> Yeah, you can go to the fort. I mean the Yuma Yuma prison is still there. Yeah. And so you can go to the fort there and they have a graveyard and stuff, and you can kind of walk around and
2: so much it's history, cool. Lisa.
0: What do you remember learning about World War II when you were younger and maybe something more that stands out to you now, maybe your, your kind of favorite World War II history story or piece of that era?
3: So learning about it when I was young, it was, it was very basic school learning about yep. World War II. We really didn't learn anything about the Pacific Theater. It was mostly mm-hmm. the European Theater. We learned Hitler came to power he invaded Poland, we we got bombed by Pearl Harbor and then we came into the yep. war. And then yep. then towards the end we learned about the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. So it really wasn't when I was much much younger before I got in the history when we were learning about this. It wasn't I didn't learn a lot about it. But learning about it as I especially got older and learning about how in depth World War 2 was, it's it's crazy to me because also you have all of these different operations and in school we learned that it was pretty much the United States and Britain who were in World War II. There was nobody else yeah. involved. Mm-hmm. We were the victors, mm-hmm. we were the only people that were in World War II. And so we thought that for a long time. And then realizing how many different countries and allies we had in yeah. World War II, that's just like mind-blowing.
2: Russia. Um, big yeah. one.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we, were is, yeah. we were friends we were allies we, were, friends, but we, were, we allies. were allies yeah but the thing with that is i think russia kind of looked at whose side should i be on yeah who is mm-hmm. gonna get yeah. us farther yeah who's gonna win the war yeah and so that's who they sided with so that's why they sided with us they're like Germany's gonna lose i'm gonna side with the united states and just kind of go with their thing because mm-hmm. they were looking at the long picture and, sure. and yeah. the future interesting things that i've learned that I think is just probably one of the most fascinating things is the deception tactics before D-Day. Oh, yeah. The whole it. deception tactics and that
2: Boy. Hitler
3: did think know. that we were going oh, yeah. to invade Pas de Calais. Like, and even when the D-Day landings happened and he heard them happening, he still thought we were going to invade Pas de Calais. And yeah. it, that wasn't it at yep. all, And which is why he kept the Panzer Division up where it was supposed to be yeah. and if, if he had sent in yeah. the panzer division when they requested it D, the D, d-day could have turned out much differently it's, those those deception t- tactics were just absolutely insane <laughs> i
2: yeah. love how you love that sarah and i think you love the ghost army you always talking about the balloons that they yeah. used and like the deception <laughs> that they use and i'm like sarah missed her calling in like intel <laughs> because they still they yeah. don't don't get me uh, yeah they still do that today. Yeah. Governments still do that today. Armies yeah. still do that today, believe me. Mm-hmm. And so it's very interesting that that's something that's very useful and it's a tactic when you look at satellite pictures. Is that real or are they Maybe. just trying to deceive us? You, I mean, you're buying the balloons all the time it, of the it tanks. It is. They
3: were, they were, st- they were in, inflatable tanks. And it, it, the Ghost Army was made up of artists and engineers, they weren't made up of G.I. Joe combat soldiers even though they you know they went through basic training Mm -hmm. and and had some had to learn combat Mm -hmm. and stuff but they were Mm -hmm. artists and teachers and painters and that's what made up yeah made up the ghost army and they just these deception tactics of creating that's what what, fake military encampments motor pools they had ships like and then the sound the, the gigantic speakers that would do sound of soldiers' yeah. footsteps and radio chatter, mm-hmm. oh and they created fake insignia and went to town and started getting all chummy with the town folk so that scene. So a spy was there. They'd be like, "Oh no! Like this is one of Patton's armies," yeah. and like, all that stuff. It's just so crazy.
0: But I actually heard a very interesting story about England in World War II just the other day. A story about a toy maker during World War II who was asked to make mm-hmm. kind of like a scale size model of the coast of like all the the English coast in France and, and the various coasts by, by the the British government, by the army, by the Navy. Mm-hmm. And so this toy maker, he's, he's making this kind of scale size model of the coast. And he assumed, right. Is so that they could do their planning and this, that, and the other. And so this toy maker finishes it up whenever it is, it's late at night, but he's, it's in a rush because everything back then they tried to, to try to do it now, now, now. So he had it in his, in the back of his truck, driving up to the Portsmouth base. And there's a midshipman. So this is someone who's not even technically like a, a full-blown naval officer yet. So there's a midshipman. At, it's in the middle of the night. It's like midnight. Who's kind of standing gate guard. And so they, they stop him there and they're, they're kind of looking. They're like, what are you bringing? He's like, oh, I'm bringing this scale size model or whatever like that of the coast. And they, they look in the back, this midshipman. So he's, he's thinking, he's like, well, we don't need the whole coast. We just need Normandy. And then he realizes right then and there what he just said. Because Normandy was in like six months. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh no, I just gave away what's going to happen in six months. <laughs> no, I must lock you up for six months. So that's exactly what they Wait, did. Really?
2: I, just, I didn't even hear oh, the story. That's,
0: that's exactly what <laughs> they did. What they I were like, do- hey... Bring your stuff on in, and that guy didn't leave the base oh, for six months until after Normandy. You've seen too this much. Is, this is, this is I, I apparently this is like a legit true story. I tried to look it up online earlier today, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find it. So maybe this is one of those like kind of urban legends that's been passed down in the Navy or in the military over there. But I believe it.
2: I believe it because I believe a midshipman would be that dumb.
0: Talk about a crazy story, right? About it, World War well, II, I mean, and, it, and it,
3: yeah,
0: and, and to your point into like all the deception and this, Mm -hmm. that, and the other, that stuff was like really tightly controlled because it was so Mm -hmm. important at the
2: time. And no one knew who the spies were. The spies were so Mm -hmm. deeply embedded, right? Both sides really feel grounded in their cause, right? The Nazis feel very grounded in their cause. The British feel, Americans feel, so the spies are deeply embedded, right? And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, you have to really be careful of who you're talking to.
0: So what's a bit of regional history that you think might fall into that category?
2: Like I said, I grew up in Missouri
4: and we got a little, we've oh. got Civil War history here, yeah. but it's, it's different than the Civil War history, like out where you all are on the East Coast. Sure. Yeah. We, out on the East Coast, there's a lot of big, huge, epic battles and formations that you typically think of whenever you watch Civil War movies. Out here, it, it was just a lot of bushwhacking and burning people's farms down and contraband. Oh man, it was. Yeah. 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 I have an ancestor who was, has kind of a neat story. There's a, there's a highway, a state highway. Oh, it's probably about 30 miles from me. And off on the side of the road, there's a Confederate grave marker. And it says, here are the bodies of three unknown Confederate soldiers. Well, my great 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 grandma buried those men in in that Whoa. grave. Wow. And, and there's actually two. The, the grave marker's wrong. There's, there's actually two in there instead of three. But, but the story is her husband was off to war. This whole area was filled with a bunch of Confederate guerrillas. And mm-hmm. it, it was just yeah, bordering on anarchy around here. Mm-hmm. It was a dangerous place yeah. to be. But she overnight would run supplies. Through the lawns yep. because women, okay. it, they, they would a There's a great article a
2: about Missouri women running yeah. Oh,
4: I'll have to check that out.
2: Yeah, oh, really? I, I have to say, yeah, I'll have to send it to you, J.D. I read it in grad school, so I have it. I had to read it I for would school. I love to see that. Yeah. yeah so,
4: so, yeah, my, my great-great-great-grandma would have been That's one of those awesome. women. So, she was getting like quinine medicine and you know mm-hmm. supplies and stuff like that. Holy and cow. smuggling them back and forth across the lines. Well, one day she came across these... Dead Confederate soldiers, and knew that if these Confederate guerrillas came and found these dead Confederates, that they would likely come into the town and burn it down, or sure. hang some of the men, or something like that. And they says she was a, a short woman, but real strong and spunky. And so, so she buried those men there at, at that grave. And
2: That's awesome. uh, did you do a, so, so, Did you so, do an episode on that?
0: Not yet. I'm I'm going oh. to. At some yeah, point. Yeah. So, though. so was that kind of like a, that's like the perfect example family, of like regional folklore. family history, yeah. right? That's mm-hmm. like super local, super hyper relevant. So, was that just kind of like a family story that was kind of just verbally passed down?
4: Yep. As, was one of my grandpa, my grandpa took me out there and showed me whenever I was really young, how We're cool. And yeah. uh, in, in Missouri, you, you have to stop hunting at one o'clock. So, yeah. after one o'clock, we got done. Turkey hunting and he said, Hey, he said, let's run out here and I'm going to show you something. And I was, I was five years old whenever wow. he took huh. me out there and it, it was really funny. I hadn't been back. My grandpa passed away a couple of years ago, but I wanted to, to show my kids and yeah. I, w- I was able to take them right back to that spot. Like it had that much of an impression oh. on me. Uh, so cool. I hadn't been there That's-
0: in over 35 years but was able to take them back. That that's and that's so interesting too that like the the more again from the the non-history buff guy here, right? The more I learn about history and we either come across memorials or mm. monuments and Jen is educating me <laughs> multiple times because she talks about it before we go and then we have to record it and then I'm editing and so I <laughs> so I actually learned a lot more history than than I ever expected. But but I learn about not just the famous battles, not just the big names that we all hear about, right? Mm-hmm. The the generals and the pickets charge and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other, but also all the, the supporters and, and the, the women and the kids and mm-hmm. the communities and yeah. what they did during these monumental times and these dangerous times. I'm like, I mean, your great, great, great grandma was like a super badass. She's you know?
2: marrying guys in the middle of the night. Yeah, to protect her town because yeah. she yeah. knew that there would be retribution if they were found.
0: Yeah, yep. so so to me, that's the kind of stuff that until you really kind of get to kind of live in some of this this history stuff, or you watch some some of the good videos. That I'll say, well, the three of us make. <laughs> I'll, I'll just throw that out there. I think we're working to get up to your level, JD. We're getting I there, but uh, I think your stuff is great. Thank oh, you. Thank um, you JD. The if if you get to watch, that's that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed. I have enjoyed about doing this history stuff is is learning those little tidbits and seeing like, man, there's there's so many more key players in these large historical events and times and periods than we ever really realized. Mm-hmm. That a lot of people realize. And and your family, right? You're you've got family that that yeah are point directly to that that's, that's a great that's really i'll cool. find
2: that article for you because i it probably yeah, I would, even find you'll be surprised like this mentions my grandma <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh <man. laughs> it, it was does, a great article wanted. yeah yeah I, mean, um, I don't know
4: if it just in it's kind of interesting as we've been sitting here talking i didn't even think about this until just a little bit ago but if you'll notice whenever i'm talking about where i've learned a lot of my history and, and stuff like that i haven't really mentioned anything about a classroom a yeah. lot of yeah. it are, are people in my family or friends or things like that who mm-hmm. took an interest, in, in, invested in me, and passed these stories down to me, or, or took me to places that would help, mm-hmm. would help spark my interest. So yeah, there's there's definitely a place for classroom learning and and everything like that, and I think that's important. But where where the biggest part of my learning has taken place has been outside of a classroom
0: thank you for listening to the talk with history podcast and please reach out to us at our website talkwithhistory.com especially for this 50th episode thank you so much for joining us if you know someone else that might enjoy this podcast please share it with them especially if you think today's episode can interest a friend shoot them a text and tell them to look up the talk with history podcast because we allow you our community to grow and we appreciate you all every day we'll talk to you next time